Welcome and thank you for joining us on Inside Bend, a podcast where we get an inside look at the city of Bend from the people who keep our city running. You'll hear about the innovative ways our local government is responding to our community's needs and helping shape Bend's future. I'm your host, Jacob Larson. On this episode of Inside Bend, we chat with Mayor Melanie Keebler about her experiences growing up in Bend and what led her to run for city council and ultimately mayor. We also talk about the development of council goals, which will provide a roadmap for the work council will do over the next two years. Okay, let's get into this conversation now. Okay, today on the podcast, I am joined by Mayor Melanie Keebler. Mayor, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about yourself and kind of your background and um, learn a little bit more about you. Um, So tell me a little bit about uh, growing up here in Bend, because you have lived in Bend uh, for a long time. Yeah. So we moved here as a family when I was four years old. So I spent all of my school years here in Bend and really remember a lot of outdoor activities, you know, hikes and going to the lakes and enjoying the river. Um, and also, you know, just enjoying going through the school system and playing sports and all of that good stuff. Um, here in Bend that we have. And I, you know, I remember seeing things changing when I was a kid, you know, the parkway went in when I was in high school and other big changes were happening. Um, I probably wasn't paying attention at the level I am now, but obviously could see new neighborhoods and things like that. So yeah, but always enjoyed, um, I think a lot of what people enjoy about Bend is that outdoor access and learning to ski as a kid and all that good stuff um, was part of my childhood. What does it mean now to kind of be giving back to the community in this way and in public service? Yeah, it's it's really special to me to think about, you know, growing up here, you know, I did go away for college and to go to law school and, and practice law in different parts of Oregon before coming back here. And now, you know, now I'm here, my family's still here, I'm raising my daughter here, and it's really great to be in a position to help build the future of Bend. It's I feel really honored to be in this in this spot. That's awesome. Um, so I heard from somebody that you were on a uh, student council. Yes. Um, what was that experience like and how did that kind of influence you to be in the position that you're in now? Yeah, uh, at Bend High, where I went to high school, I was on the student council and uh, that it was a good experience. It was just about kind of stepping up and being in some leadership p- positions with the school. And I mean, a lot of it was planning assemblies or planning dances or, you know, things um, for the school um, activities that were regular occurrences. But I think it was a good experience of, you know, stepping up into that position. You know, I had to like give a speech and I had to work with other people as a team and, you know, think about the consequences of decisions we were making. So it was all it was all good stuff. And um, I don't I don't think I had a goal at that point of, you know, becoming the mayor. But, um, you know, I think that was a, a glimpse into my own um, want to kind of step up and do that kind of leadership activity. Very cool. And, and um, I mean, you say like, that wasn't really in your sights to be on city council or be the mayor at that point. So what kind of led to you saying, hey, I want to run for city council and then ultimately running for mayor this last election cycle? Yeah, I think, you know, as I grew up and went to college, I'd always been interested in kind of following politics. And I think, you know, like a lot of people probably paid most attention to kind of national politics that pops up every every other year or so. And I think um, in after 2016, I just got more interested in getting more personally involved and 
um, quickly learned kind of through the, the research and participation I was doing that local government is really impactful on people's daily lives. And that's everything from parks and libraries to, to city and how people get around, how the city is built, you know, everything that people are doing each day. And so I was interested in, in seeing where there were opportunities to get involved in local government. And um, city council seemed like a really good fit. I, I enjoy learning about all the different areas the city works. I enjoy learning and thinking about land use policy and some of the other kind of nerdier stuff, transportation policy, all these things that you can get really into a lot of detail on. Um, but also just thinking about policy overall and planning and, and where we're going as a city as we continue to evolve. So all that's really interesting to me and something that we get to work on a lot on city council. What was kind of the motivating factor for you to run for mayor? Yeah, I think it was really important to me that that we had someone in the mayor's role that that had some experience and had had been on the council either in the past or currently um, when we knew that, that Mayor Russell wasn't going to run again. And I really just felt like I had a deep commitment to this city as, as a place that I pretty much consider my home and I want to continue to make my home and I want, you know, would love my daughter to have the opportunity to make her home. And I think we're at a really interesting time and important time for Bend. And I was really motivated to say, hey, you know, I'll step up um, to help lead the council through this work. We're going to be doing tons of planning for the future. We've got a lot of big projects to work on. We have a housing crisis to address, you know, a lot of things that we want to tackle as much as we can as a city. And I'm just really honored to be in a position to help lead that effort. What are you looking forward to the most as, you know, being in this role as mayor? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I enjoy leading the meetings. It's 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 fun. I don't know if anyone's ever been in a meeting. We're like, oh, it'd be fun if I was leading this meeting. Um, so I get to do that now, which is great. Uh, but it's I, the little things. <laughs> yeah. You know, I get to sign proclamations now, which is fun. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I'm really looking forward to continuing our work on, on housing policies, on land use planning. We, like I said, we're coming up on some big decision points and community involvement on some future plans, which I find really interesting and impactful. Um, I'm excited excited to, to think about new ways to engage with the public and to be a mayor that's present in community and shows up at events and, you know, thinking about new ways to, to hold um, opportunities for people to give us input that are outside of just our regular meetings um, and really um, getting some more of that connection of, of council and community and city government and community. So a lot of that I'm excited about. There's a lot of there's a lot of things on our docket, you know, we're in, in our goal setting that we just went through. We're going to have a lot of things to think about and prioritize. So something for everyone who's interested in different issues on the city level. But um, I think those are the things I'm most excited about. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that long, long list. Um, so I wanted to ask you, too, a little bit about, I think, um, coming out of the pandemic, a lot of people kind of reassessed, like, that work-life balance. Um, obviously, you've taken on this role as mayor. It's a huge, huge, huge job. Um, how do you kind of balance your work and your and your personal life and having a job and, and those sorts of things. You've mentioned your daughter a few times mm -hmm. now. So what does that yeah. kind of look like? I think, you know, when I was first elected to council, I then started doing some part-time work at a local firm um, called Two Spruce Law that I was working, I wasn't working full-time, I was working part-time. And right now, um, I, I don't have a, a day job. I'm kind of trying to figure out how much this is going to take up my time and see if I have, have room for that. I'm very lucky to have um, a spouse who supports our family and he's got a full-time job. Um, and so I'm able to have the the privilege to do that, sort of really throw myself into and, and take this role really seriously and spend a lot of time on it each week. 
Um, and I think that's important and I would love to see, and I think we're going to have a conversation about further concert compensation for mayor and counselors in the future so that we can enable more people to do this, not just those who have the privilege of having a spouse that supports, supports, um, the family and pays the bills. So, um, but for me, I still, it's still important to think about, I can go down a rabbit hole with city stuff and I can really get into details and really spend a lot of time on it. And it's important to balance that with, you know, doing activities with my daughter, taking care of my family time, um, taking care of other, other things, personal time, other things that, that need to get done, um, and not burning out too much. And I think I want to, I want to work on that personally and also foster that environment for every other counselor so that they know, you know, it's okay if, if you can't make every single, committee meeting, we, we know people have other things going on in their lives and jobs and family and other pressures that we want to respect, um, especially with our, you know, kind of current pay rate. So um, it's it's a balancing act. And I think the the issue in Bend of now a city of over 100,000 people is, you know, people expect their elected leaders to be involved, to show up and to respond and, and to spend a lot of time on this work. Um, and so I just want to make sure that we're supporting everybody to be able to do that. What's kind of your focus for the next two years, the next biennium, because um, we're in this goal setting process? What's kind of your focus and council's focus over the next two years? Yeah, I think we are going to be kind of finalizing those priorities and focus at the kind of the, the end of our goal setting process that's, that we're going through right now. But I think for me personally, I really want to work really hard on housing um, and homelessness response and creating a collaborative response to homelessness that brings in all the partners that should be involved with that, you know, county, um, nonprofits, service providers, mental health, and continuing to play the role of the city of doing what we can, but then also bringing in other folks that also have responsibilities to respond to this issue and continuing to educate the community about about it and how we can start to reverse that trend that we've been seeing in the past few years of increasing homelessness. And I'm really interested in housing and land use and in those future planning efforts and want to be super involved in state policymaking as well as local policymaking and, and all the decisions we're going to be making about where is the housing going to go? How are we going to grow? How many people are going to be moving here? What do we need to do to ensure that we are pointing ourselves in the right direction for the decades to come? That's um, something I'm really interested in and want to make sure I'm leading on. Talk about why it's so important that we have all of these parties come to the table and be involved in that and in that to find a solution um, because it's not just it's not just the city of Bend, like we can't solve it on our own. Right. Yeah. I think what we saw when the council sort of changed over in 2020 and continuing to now is a real just commitment to taking this issue on in a way that we we haven't seen the city council do before. And so in stepping up into that work, part of it is saying, what can we do and where can we lead and where can we inspire other people to join us? And part of it is saying, what is outside the scope of what the city services are? You know, like we don't provide behavioral health services or mental health services. We don't do public health. That's the county's purview, right, as the, the local government entity that does that. Um, so I think we want to form those partnerships and that's why the idea for the coordinated office on houselessness you know came from from city councilors saying hey we're really stepping up and we're seeing there's some things we can't do we yeah. we need to come together and work together too so that we're not duplicating efforts we're not both going after the same pots of money when we could be working together jointly on it um, and really being more efficient with how we're tackling the problem because you know houselessness ultimately the the number one driver is lack of housing, right? But there are so many other facets that why people fall into it, why they can't get out of it, 
you know, how, what the steps are to, to move people on into more safe and permanent housing um, that requires so many partners to come together and help support. So that's why it's really important, I think, to keep these conversations going about coordination and collaboration in places that have been successful. That's been key to their success. I mean, what's your kind of sense of this community coming together and pulling off something pretty cool when it comes to this housing crisis? Yeah, I mean, I think we consistently hear that it's the number one concern. And I think we now have, you know, like Chamber of Commerce, environmental groups, everybody kind of across the spectrum saying, yeah, this is, it's a, housing touches everything. Houses touch, housing touches childcare, housing touches economic development, it touches transportation, you know, touches future planning. So anyone who has care for the future of Ben has to be in, in part of this housing conversation. And so that's really encouraging because we have a lot of people who are really ready to work on solutions. It seems like with this set of council goals in particular, that equity is kind of in the middle of every single goal. Um, so I'm, what does that word equity mean to you and why is it so important that it's ingrained in all of these council goals? To me, it's about recognizing the patterns of the past where certain people did not have a seat at the table, where certain people's opinions or viewpoints weren't as valued, where even without consciously doing it, I mean, obviously, consciously, people have been, ex- you know, especially communities of color have been excluded from a lot of conversations. And, and our, our state has a, a pretty terrible history um, about that as well. But when it comes to local government, you know, thinking about who's not there and, and why, when we have a meeting at 7pm, and we open up the visitor comment, you know, don't just assume that that's a cross section of your community. There's so many people that that there are barriers to coming in and giving input in that way for a, a million valid reasons. So to me, it's about thinking about those barriers that have built up, starting to break those down and thinking about when we're making decisions, especially when there are locations around town or to help certain populations around town, that we're thinking about how that impacts um, other places or how maybe that's a lost opportunity over here in a neighborhood that's been underserved. So just trying to think about all those ways that we can break those barriers down and give more people um, more access to government and then more access to the resources and the services that we're providing. Um, When you talk about that engagement, um, you kind of touched on this earlier, but maybe you could expand a little bit um, about these new ways to where you're going out into the community and trying to meet with people and get their thoughts and ideas and opinions um, and engage with them uh, more so than just, like you said, coming to the visitor section and talking for two minutes and then walking away from the podium. Yeah, I mean, I think there's even things we can do a little differently in our meetings where we're trying to... um, close the loop a little more on communication so that people, when they do give us input, they feel like they we've heard it. And maybe we can't do exactly what they want, but they get a response or they get some information or they get an answer to their question at least. Um, I think that's important. And so I think that can be done in, in visitor section. It can be done on email. It can be done in all sorts of ways that we take input from folks. But for me, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, everything from individual meetings with community leaders to showing up at community events to holding roundtable sessions with neighborhoods to having office hours where people can drop in and talk about whatever they want, right? So just giving lots of different opportunities um, as well as language access for, for folks who don't speak English, making sure that they can ex- access our website, that they can access our meetings, that they have opportunities to have those conversations with elected leaders. Um, all of that just opening up some new avenues to start building more trust with local government and just help people feel like we're, we're able to hear them and their issues um, that they want to bring forward. Something that I hear a lot in my role being on the communications team is that um, 
like you said, people don't necessarily feel like they're being heard when they give that input. So I guess it's kind of two questions like why give the input if they don't feel like they're being heard, but you talk about closing that feedback loop. And then two, you know, does it matter if people actually give their feedback? Like where, I mean, are you being heard and that sort of stuff? I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that people um, often um, come to us with concerns like, hey, my voice wasn't heard. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. I mean, so email, for example, you know, like I read every email, but I can't respond to every email myself, right? So, but I do read them and it does make an impact when I'm, you know, people can have new ideas, people can have valid criticisms, people can have good faith questions, right? Um, and those all do impact how we make policy. And I mean, sometimes there can be a groundswell of, of support that that helps us to act. You know, we, we ban fireworks in this town and that was something that people have been asking for many years and continue to, as a group, um, share with council that this was a priority concern. And, you know, that helped us to be like, okay, you know, this is an opportunity now to act on something that neighborhoods have been asking for, for a while. Um, and so it can make an impact bringing things forward that were maybe, um, you know, had, hadn't been thought about before, but also it can influence, even if we're moving forward with a policy, it can influence that policy. Maybe we change something, maybe we tweak something, you know, when we were working through, the shelter code um, last year, you know, there was a lot of concern about this permit for RVs and driveways. And ultimately, council was like, you know what, there are just too many concerns and questions here. We're going to take that part out of the code and we're going to have to come back and think about that later. So there can be um, a lot of ways that you influence the policymaking when you give that input and simply just I mean, it shows that you care. Even taking the time to write an email (laughs) shows that you care. And that's important to, to, I think, be signaling that to council that people are paying attention, that they're engaged and they're watching what we do and and, want to be a part of that process. There's so many different tools now we have at our disposal, Mm -hmm. whether it's email or social media comments or that sort of thing. Um, And then you're talking about going and engaging the community where they're at and having those meetings and that sort of thing. So um, it's exciting to hear that. And I hope that the community embraces that too, because like you said, it's, it is impactful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's also value in going out in community and just getting information out. You know, there's a lot of things the city is working on at any given time and it's hard to keep up and it's hard sometimes to hear about what we're doing. So I think the more we can do things like this podcast, you know, things like recap videos and other things where we are actually going out in community and saying, let us tell you some of the things we're working on. Let us answer some questions instead of expecting people always to come to us. I think that's important as well as part of the engagement process. As we kind of wrap this up here. I want, I know this is, you're, you're fresh onto the job as mayor here. So everything's new and exciting and you're learning a lot, but, um, what's maybe like the most exciting thing about the job so far? What, like what, what's kind of keeping you motivated to keep doing it? Oh man, that's a tough question, (laughs) Jacob. No, I just, I really like being a voice for our city and I like building the team of city council, working with the staff and slowly keep moving us forward. I mean, I think that's the goal is to keep moving us forward to that sustainable future for Bend where we are preserving all the things we love, but we are evolving and growing in in a smart way. Um, And I think that's just what I'm constantly thinking about. And I really, I really like um, the idea of convening people and having people come together to talk about things. I think that's a big role for mayors is to say, hey, you know, I want to I want to convene people and I want people to provide us input or to talk through this issue. And I see a lot of that, um, you know, continuing to happen in the next four years. And I'm excited about that. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.
Thank you to Mayor Keebler for being our guest on the podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the work that City Council is doing and get involved, you can head to bendoregon.gov council. Thank you for tuning in to Inside Bend. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe and you can check back each month for new episodes. And also a very special thank you to the Pitchfork Revolution for providing us with this music. Thank you.